Welcome, Towelettes, to another Moist Definitely Mental Health Monday here at Moist Definitely. Boss Man here checking in with you guys to bring you some more updates about mental health and we can have some conversations about stuff because uh, I have to tell you guys, after the first week, the challenge I set for myself, the three days, hopefully in a row, of actually sitting down and meditating, I finally was able to do it. Uh, I know in Tuesday's episode last week, I said that I hadn't done anything yet because it was uh, a long day Tuesday. It was kind of weird and rocky because I ended up with a job offer at the end of the day. So um, <clears throat> that was really cool. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, it was very difficult for me to get this done this week. It's not that it was difficult, it's that I had to kind of let go of my own preconceived notions of meditation. <clears throat> Just something that's very difficult to do is to like, don't think about what you already know about this stuff, uh, and do it. Because my idea, and always was, was that like, meditation is good for me when I do it, when I first get up in the morning. It kind of sets the tone and mood for the day. And I was not able to do that at all this week. What I ended up doing is I would get up and I would get through like half of my day or so, get to like lunchtime and the baby would lay down for a nap. And when baby Ding's laying down, that uh, that's when I would go ahead and sit for the five or minutes or so that it takes to go through one of those guided meditations and kind of center myself and realign and be like, all right, let's finish out the day. So that's kind of like... <clears throat> That's where I was with it. I just, I had to kind of let go of those preconceived notions of, yeah, I'm going to do it first thing when I get up and it's going to set the tone for my day and that it, it still can be helpful and beneficial for me, even if it isn't right then in the beginning of the day. I will also say that I will write out, I didn't <clears throat> write out, notice any changes as far as like my mental state or my ability to control my emotions or anything like that right away. So I understand, though, that this is a, I'm trying to play the long game with my mental health, and I'm trying to better myself in moments when I need it, less than I am trying to up my mood or to be happier, I guess, or to set a better mental health tone for myself, <clears throat> uh, is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, I'm just trying to play like a, a more, I'm trying to get more good days and less of the uncontrollable and the angry bad days that I have because like you guys know I've been I talk about it on the other cast a lot I'll talk about it here a little bit like the last this year has been very trying for me to say the least in my family um in a way that I never thought would be possible uh loss of a job family member and a dog and the comedy show and stuff that we talk about on the other thing. <clears throat> like, it, it's, it was a weird year, to say the least. And it's kind of been a lot of floating and trying to figure things out as I go. Which, as you guys know, if you know anything about Moist Definitely, that's definitely how I roll. Just generally trying to figure it out as I go. But, that's not fun when it comes to, like, uh, your career and <laughs> your source of income and being able to keep a roof over your head and your feeding your child and stuff like that so to say that I've been stressed and not in a good place over the last few months would be correct uh, to say the least and that's not to say that like I haven't had good times and I haven't had good things like you saw at the end of last episode what I do typically to counteract those negative things and those negative feelings is I 
try to focus on some positive things for a change, which, of course, the power of positivity will be back at the end of this episode once we get there. <clears throat> um, I did want to talk a little bit to you guys today, the towelists that listen to this. Uh, I was supposed to have an interview over the weekend, and I, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I got an email that threw me off right there. I was supposed to have an interview over the weekend that ended up falling through, kind of. Uh, it was with, uh, I want you guys to go follow him, he's a cool dude, the comedian. Uh, he's the DJ and the party starter and the guy that does all the representation stuff for uh, High Times. They just had a cannabis bazaar here over the weekend. Uh, his name's Aldo. He also goes by Aldo Caldo Music on Instagram. So you guys should go follow those pages. Funny guy, cool dude. Uh, agreed to sit down and do the interview. Ran into some issues with meeting up on Friday. So um, <clears throat> talked to him and said that we could meet up Saturday. I had forgot that we had a family... It wasn't a funeral, but it was a remembrance. And I went to that and it kind of... It was... It was good. It was a good time. It was a good sitting with people that to remember the family and stuff like that. But it kind of stirred some stuff up in me that I don't think I was ready for exactly. <laughs> um, in the sense that uh, this is a family member that we were close with in the way that I was with my uh, family when I was younger and stuff like that. And uh, to see somebody, it was somebody who passed away of cancer and stuff. And that was something that I haven't gone through in quite a few years which is shitty to say, but for those of you that don't know and don't know about me, um, I lost a lot of my family to cancer. Uh, I would say there's at least two or three, two in my immediate family, and then like my stepdad's dad passed away of cancer, I believe. So I've been around it like a lot in my life, and I know how difficult and hard this process is, but it kind of like stirred some stuff up, like I was saying, just... Uh, <clears throat> I don't think I was ready for it, and there was a lot of good and positive in this past week, and that was good that I was able to focus on that, but it kind of uh, <clears throat> threw me off for Saturday, so Saturday ended up not happening, <clears throat> and then some stuff came up on Sunday, too, that I ended up not being able to make it out there and meet up with the dude, so I apologize, Aldo, if you're listening, I totally get it if you're not, and I apologize to the listeners as well for fucking that up a little bit <clears throat> but i wanted to bring it into mental health monday a little bit too because like i said it wasn't some of it was just bad timing and some of it was me being an idiot and forgetting that we had the remembrance this weekend and all that stuff but i don't know i just kind of wanted to be at home and around with the fam because i start my new job next week which is awesome it's great it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it, for sure. But I definitely started having kind of that anxiety. <clears throat> that pre-returning to work for the first time in uh, four-ish months. <laughs> and having to now not be around my child every single day. Which has been amazing. <clears throat> because, again, <clears throat> as... Sorry. It's been a change in the weather, so I've been kind of froggy. But uh, it's been amazing. It's I understand that like 
This is not an opportunity that I would get very often or frequently, so I did my best to enjoy the few months off, like I said. I've been super kind of stressed and down, but I've been taking that negativity and that negative energy and trying to feed it into something positive. So I feed it into my daughter and to trying to do fun things and stuff that I know she enjoys. So we went to the park a lot. <clears throat> we went to like the zoo, Henry Ford. We did a bunch of stuff where we were kind of just out and about and doing, like I said, things that I would not get to do regularly with her and being able to go to like uh, play places with other kids and stuff like that. <clears throat> it was cool. It was a fun time. Good times. I can hear my cat clawing at the door. That's fun. Hope you guys can't hear it. You probably can't now with the microphones though. So. Oh, I totally lost my train of thoughts now. That's cool. I think I got most of that out. That's yeah. I don't. I, I didn't really have anywhere I was going with that kind of train of thought. I think is why. But as part of Mental Health Monday, my focus is always to set a new goal for the week and to set something new to try out, something new to do. So this week, last week, it was the three days of meditation, preferably in a row. And like I said, I didn't particularly feel anything from that. I know, like I said, I'm trying to play more of a long-term workout with my mind. So this week, I'm up in that from three I want to do the full seven days starting today. I know I'm up and I'm recording this right now and I'm going to edit it and stuff. But starting today, I want to meditate shortly here before the baby wakes up too. And, uh, you know, I want to get my day started right. I want to set the tone and I want to make sure that I'm walking through my day with the intent that I want to. So that way I can ensure that I'm doing things that I find fulfilling and impactful because it's important to me as a person and I think to my mental health. Um, I did want to say too, one of the things that I did this week that I know helped me personally in my mental health and it helps me a lot. And this is going to be a common theme through a lot of the things that I talk about is that I realized recently, not recently so much, but over the last year or so that personally for me, to keep me from getting overly depressed or stressed or to overthink things what I need to do is to keep my hands and my mind as busy as possible but not in like a negative way just to kind of like it's almost like when I I'll explain like what I did this week to help myself as I was having trouble with the finding the positive things in life and I was feeling kind of negative and weird and kind of shifty and off balance And so rather than meditate, one of the things that I do is I play music. Music for me, I've described in the other podcast, has always been something that is very similar to meditation. It's something where I am placing my mind somewhere else, but not in like, not just kind of putting my mind on the shelf for a minute, right? I'm not thinking about all that other stuff. I'm trying to think about like, What's the next chord I'm going to play? What strings do I need to hit next? How do I play this? It's more of an interactive thing where my mind is actively doing something that isn't focusing on those negative bad things. Now, the reason I say that this has come up a lot over the last few years, year or so, is if you noticed, if you follow the Instagram or the Moist Definitely page and stuff like that, 
you'll see I've done a lot of things over the last year, which include like uh, taking up spray painting, which is uh, super involved. If you guys don't know, like I could, I'm not like a graffiti artist like that. I do stencil work. <clears throat> so what I do is I will create stencils and then I have to cut them out with an X-Acto blade and that can take me a few hours. So that's something where I have to kind of sit and focus my energy and attention into that for a while. And then after I get that done, then I have to sit and I have to decide what colors I'm going to use for like the background and what makes most sense with the stencil. And then I lay a background down on either canvas or whatever, canvas or poster board. <clears throat> and then I use the stencil. So it's, it's totally like it's a multi-step process and it's something that takes me a long time, but it's something that's also a lot of me, sorry, I'm perpetrating on the mic on that one. Uh, a lot of like, uh, me working with my hands and just taking that energy from the anxiety and from the depression and those like taking the power away from those thoughts and that energy that is in there and putting it into a creative realm instead. And that's, I, I think that's a lot of why I started comedy too, was because it's another outlet like that. I have to sit down and I have to write and I have to self edit I have to figure out what I think's funny and what's a representation of me as a person. Just a lot of crazy stuff, you know? So I think that that's going to be a common theme through everything that we do here on Mo Mental Health Mondays on Moist, definitely. No nothing like giving yourself a tongue twister of a title. Um, is I'm going to definitely focus a lot of my energy into that kind of stuff and uh, tell you guys or share experiences with you that have to do with uh, it, like meditation in a different way or how I can relate meditation to day-to-day -day things that I do. <clears throat> it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the last thing I was going to focus on before we get out of here with positivity, power of positivity here at the end is I wanted to talk about some of the mental health myth myths and facts according to mentalhealth.gov um, I was reading through some of these earlier just kind of looking how many times am I going to say um I was reading through these earlier looking at the various just I guess it's kind of like a Q&A setup almost like they put a myth and then they debunk it with a fact so obviously that's how most myths and facts work so we're going to read through some of them and talk about them a little bit because I felt that they were definitely something that are not a lot of people in society understand or talk about. So the first myth on mentalhealth.gov is mental health problems don't affect me. And the fact is that mental health problems are actually very common. As of 2014, about one in five American adults experienced mental health issues. One in 10 young people experienced a period of major depression. And 1 in 25 Americans lived with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or major depression. Think about that for a minute. <clears throat> 1 in 5 American adults experienced a mental health issue. That's, I mean, we were just with family last night, and that was like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 adults and 2 kids. So at least one in five of us in that room, or at least one of us in that room has suffered from some mental health illness, if not all of us. Uh, one in 10 young people will experience a major depression. That's a crazy 
kind of thought. And then the very last one there is that one in 25 Americans lived with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or major depression. That's like... That's crazy. One in 25. That means most likely there's probably, I don't know, 10, 11 towelettes at least. But one, and that's like a major issue too. Like you're not talking like, oh, I've experienced anxiety before or I've been depressed in my life. Like this is somebody living with a multiple personality or like somebody who's bipolar. It's just craziness. The second myth here is that children don't experience mental health problems. Even very young children may show early warning signs of mental health concerns. These mental health problems are often clinically diagnosable and can be a product of interaction of biological, (laughs) psychological, and social factors. So if you guys listened to last week's episode, I do recall, I think I told the story about being like five, six, maybe, or seven to ten, I think is what I said. Seven to ten and being the first time that I remember experiencing what I would call anxiety and the fear of an existential crisis that I was going to have to leave my home one day. It's crazy. Um, But I also understand that in 1987, uh, things weren't quite the same. You know, we didn't have the same understandings of mental health and things in the 1990s. And that's that's okay. We've learned more. We've grown. And it's it's a new thing that we're into now. It's a new society. Uh, Myth. The following myth. Uh, A personality weakness or character flaw causes mental health problems. People with mental health problems can snap out of it if they try hard enough. Mental health problems have nothing to, uh, the fact is, mental health problems have nothing to do with being lazy or weak, and many people need help to get better. Many factors contribute to mental health problems, including biological factors such as genes, physical illness, injury, or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or history of abuse, family history of mental health problems. People with mental health problems can get better, and many can recover completely. I agree with this statement. Um, I, I I do feel to a certain extent that what they are saying is incorrect, meaning that like it's not that you're lazy or weak. That's not what I would say about what you're doing. But I do think that it is still your responsibility if you feel something or that you don't think that you feel a right about things that you pursue the best way to get better. And to do what you can to get better. Like they said, it can be biological factors such as genes, physical illness, injury, or brain chemistry. Which means it can be something that maybe you can get on a pill for that could help. Or maybe not. Maybe you don't have to be on a pill. You can do other things that help those that stuff too, right? Like I know for me, I bet you a big thing that would help me a lot is if I actually did work out a little bit even though I understand that like it's part of my depression and feeling depressed is that I don't necessarily want to do those kind of things so that that one was kind of 
the one that I, I felt stuck out the most to me. Um, mainly because I feel like that's the one that I have the most difficulty conveying to people. Is it's it's not. <clears throat> I'm kind of saying two conflicting things too, I guess. <laughs> but it's not like uh, just snap out of it kind of thing. Sometimes, it's, and I I understand that as I've gotten older. But I do also feel that people, like myself included, should be responsible for yourself and your own well-being. So that's what I'm trying to do here. Is I'm trying to talk about this kind of stuff. I'm trying to. Uh, keep you guys aware and abreast of things and just kind of get it out there in the world and talk about this stuff because it needs to be talked about with people and maybe this helps one towelette maybe it helps nobody maybe it's just me talking into the ether i don't really care at this point to be honest with you guys uh, it's just something i i enjoy doing right now and that's what we're gonna do we're gonna keep doing fun stuff you know um <clears throat> trying to see if there's any more uh, here's a myth. I can't do anything for a person with a mental health problem. The fact is that friends and loved ones can make a big difference. Only 44% of adults with diagnosable mental health problems and less than 20% of children and adolescents receive needed treatment. Friends and family can be important influences to help somebody get to treatment and the services they need by reaching out and letting them know that you are available to help, helping them to access mental health services, Learning to share the facts about mental health, especially if you hear something that isn't true. Treating them with respect, just as you would anybody else. Refusing to define them or diagnose, define them by their diagnosis, or using labels such as crazy. That's one that drives me fucking nuts, for sure. You say it drives me crazy. Um, <clears throat> it definitely bothers me. But another thing that I've always done and we did on the other cast, and I will do right here right now, is towelettes, friends, family. If it's your first time tuning in, I don't care. If you've been a long-time listener, you're a friend, awesome, great, wonderful. I appreciate the shit out of you. But never, ever, ever hesitate if you have a quote-unquote mental health issue or you're having a crisis or you want to chat or you just need somebody to talk to. Uh, there's obviously always the suicide prevention hotline which is 1-800-273-8255 but if you don't feel like talking to a complete and total stranger and you like the sound of my voice or something you can always never hesitate to call me or try to talk to me you can shoot me a message on messenger i'll answer it i'll try to call i will get back to you as soon as i can or i will answer it on the spot if i'm available i i have no problem talking about this stuff or talking with people about this stuff and that there's no reason that you should ever 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 feel alone or like you have nobody you can reach out to or talk to it sucks it's difficult it's hard and i know that that's not how life works and that's not how your brain works and you're thinking like i am truly alone and nobody likes me but even if i don't like you i'll still talk to you and we can have <laughs> a reasonable conversation and usually what i try to do with stuff is i try to listen first and then I try to kind of find something a little relatable and then I try to make the person laugh too about some things and usually by the end of the conversation we're in a better place hopefully and you're doing better but if not then you I can help you get the guidance and find the places and the resources that you do need I have a few in my pocket right now I am currently still in therapy I will mention that too the towelettes 
I've gone back to three sessions since June. Uh, and back in June, I was going regularly for like two or three months straight. But I was just uh, in a weird spot, obviously, after the job stuff. So the final myth on the mentalhealth.gov, basic myths and facts, is the myth is prevention doesn't work at all. It is impossible to prevent mental illness. But the fact is prevention of mental illness, emotional and behavioral disorders, focuses on addressing known risk factors such as exposure to trauma that can affect, affect the changes, chances that children, youth, and young adults will develop mental health problems. Promoting the social emotional well-being of the children and youth leads to higher overall productivity, better educational outcomes, lower crime rates, stronger econo stronger economies, lower health care costs, improved quality of life, life, increased lifespan, and improved family life. Uh, and this was last updated on August 29th, 2017. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I would say that it's, it's impossible to know what somebody else is going through and it's impossible to diagnose somebody with a mental health issue for sure. But I definitely don't think it's impossible to prevent like, uh, anxiety disorders and stuff. I think a lot of my personal anxiety disorders come from the way that I was brought up and not a negative way. I, I love my family. They're great people, but I came up in a generation and I think uh, Dushler would agree. And a lot of people that came up around the eighties and nineties that it was the stranger danger. And I remember a good example is I was in Kmart one time and I had told my aunt that I was going, I was with my aunt, and my mom, and I had told my aunt that I was going to go look at the DVDs or the games or something. I was way too young to be alone for sure. 100%. But I was a kid and I wanted to wander off and I'm sure they were tired of watching me. <laughs> so I, I did. And I wandered off and I can remember almost like a cartoon. Like I looked over my shoulder. I thought I heard my name. And like my mom came screeching over like Kramer style, just like hopping on one leg like skeet. And then she found me and she scooped me up and she was like, oh, thank God you're okay. Nobody took you. But like I didn't. It, to me, that's what gave me the panic is like somebody could have taken me like I could have been abducted like just the way I guess it kind of implanted that feeling in my head of like danger and like there's stuff around and it's not a bad thing to have as a kid, but it's also kind of like it's not always true. It's not super like I was in a store and I was probably like three or four aisles away. It's not like I was you know, fucking in the next store or I was outside the store or anything like that. And to be honest, I was, from what I remember, and I don't remember everything, but I do, don't recall being like a, a terrible kid or anything like that. I wasn't just running out into traffic all the time and shit. So just a little bit of that overreaction. And that's something that I am 1000%, I try to be 1000% conscious of in front of my daughter because I don't, I don't want to instill those same feelings of anxiety and crazy emotions but I'm also at the same time going to be a little more aware and be able to be more monitoring of her <clears throat> emotional state and feelings hopefully as she gets a little bit older and to be a little bit more aware of when I notice things that uh 
like when I was younger, when I was feeling those anxious feelings and hopefully be able to help her figure out a way to manage those or to help her find a professional at will. So here we are. We are at about the 30 minute mark. And I just want to finish out by once again saying I love every one of you Towelettes that download this, that listen. I love every single person that has listened to this episode and what continues to support us in what we do. Uh, I will be out and about this week. On Wednesday, I will be in Kalamazoo at Harvey's Upstairs. And Thursday, I will be in Toledo in Home Slice, that amazing, wonderful pizza venue. I love that place. Come check me out. And finally, I want to end this episode like I'm going to end almost probably every episode. Power of positivity, people. Let's do it. Let's get positive this week. What positive things do we have? We've got quite a bit. I think I'm going to go ahead and say first and foremost that getting my job, uh, getting a job, not my job, I didn't get the same job back or anything, Getting a job has been something that has helped my mental health tremendously over the last week. I, I'm feeling wonderful about that. It's been great. It's been good. To add into my positivity, we can finally announce and talk about it here. We found out last week that uh, my wife and I are also going to be having a wonderful daughter, another daughter. So the Harrison household will be two children as well, two daughters going to be amazing she's healthy happy everything's going good so far i know i haven't talked about it on the other podcast at all yet and it's been kind of a crazy weird week if you guys go back actually start listening around like i think 98 or 99 we start dropping like hints that i had found out that we my wife was pregnant some things that uh, matt says to douche about him being the only one that's pregnant and things like that um so if you go back and you listen those are some easter eggs you can find but we kind of had we wanted to keep it on the down low until we found out and made sure that the baby was healthy and happy and found out the gender before we announced to everybody and we found out this week that's amazing it's wonderful i'm super excited there has been nothing in my life that i have found that is as great as being a parent and i don't know how uh, how else to convey it and i feel like a total like hack saying stuff like that but Honestly, guys, like, I think that was one of the things, like, in the last two or three years that gave me, hands down, the most anxiety in my life, is I was worried that I would be a good dad, and it's super duper shitty to have to have that thought, like, am I going to be able to take care of a human being, and it turns out I happen to be a halfway decent dad, and I think a lot of that comes from my coming up, I did have a lot of positive male influences in my life, but I... For those of you that don't know, I grew up without a father and without a dad. So I think to me, it's always been something that is difficult. To, and I think that's why uh, this is from my therapist, by the way, not for me. That's why I had a lot of issues. Not my most recent one either, former one. A lot of my issues and anxieties around that is because I never had a actual father in my life or a person to kind of... Uh, give me the idea of what it should be. So a lot of my ideas of what a father is come from like TV shows and from movies and to be a perfect parent or to be a television parent in that way is not possible. So I think when he told me that, it kind of gave me the realization that like, oh no, I'll probably be okay. And that's when we had our first baby, baby Ember, who's no longer going to be the baby. 
she's going to be the big girl. And I'm going to have another child. Two of them, under two. She's due in April. That's fun. It's cool. It's great. It's the month before my daughter's birthday. So we're going to have two of them right around the same time. It's uh, We're going to do, uh, me and Deuce are going to talk about doing a, a cast where we're going to talk about some of the stuff. So I'm not going to talk on it too much now. And I will say the final power of positivity is going to be a promo that on October 26th, Towelettes, if you're not doing anything, uh, we have a wonderful lineup of comics out at Rusty Crow Distillery in Dearborn Heights, hosted by Elena Gonzalez, fan favorite on the cast here. We have Mr. Timothy Locke, Mr. Ricardo Williams Winston. Sorry, guys. Tongue's getting tired here. We're at the end of the episode. And finally, coming out, hanging out, the always funny, the always wonderful, Mr. Andrew Yang, podcast favorite, beautiful human. Uh, That is a great lineup that you're getting for absolutely free. Free to attend. No money involved, but you should come out and you should buy some craft cocktails because they are amazing. They are wonderful. Support local spirits, support local stand-up, and thank you so much for listening to Moist Definitely Mental Health Monday on Moist Definitely. Towelettes, I love you. Peace. Stay moist.